welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Sarah Whitus. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And this is our first episode in a month. Yeah, you nailed that intro. I know. <laughs> the first time we tried it, couldn't remember the name of the podcast. You didn't have to tell them that. <laughs> well, we're getting back in the swing of things. It's been yeah. it's been a few weeks. It's um, been like a month. Yeah, it's been a month. It's been a month, and then I also realized that it's been a year since we started doing this thing. Since we a whole year. The first one. We didn't actually start posting them for like public listening for like until we did like five of them but but we started recording them a year ago so So are you telling me that our anniversary is your anniversary (laughs) i am saying that that's sweet oh that's that's nice i hope tom appreciates that yeah i'm sure he does well happy anniversary of the pod yeah thank you happy anniversary it's a big it's big week it's halloween what's the first year anniversary is it like paper or something? I think it's like, it's like, it's paper. Yeah, it's paper. We don't, this is a digital production, so. Yeah, it's paper. That's hilarious, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we can um, print out a copy of our Google spreadsheets and frame them or something. <laughs> I, si- I signed the guest log at your wedding, so. Aww. But that was wood. That was wood, yeah. We which skipped is, a few years. Yeah, anyway. which is like five or something, but that's fine. Your wedding was great. Aw, um, thank Boob you. Tube got a lot of shout outs. Um, it did. We wound up talking to the photographer about our podcast, which yeah, I yeah. think was really mostly an excuse for him to hype his podcast, but that's fine. What was his podcast called? We should His podcast, should the photographer for my wedding, it was Adam Mason. It had a good name. Yeah, it's the <laughs> it's the Bearded Tog. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the Bearded like Tog. It had a good one. Yeah, everyone listen to that so podcast. So if you're into becoming a photographer, if you're trying to figure out, like, start to, your business. How to start a business. Listen to the Bearded Tug. I have tug. no idea. I doubt that he actually plugged us on his podcast, but... Well, he know. was gracious at your wedding. He was. Where he was getting paid. Yeah, so. to be there. He <laughs> at least feigned interest in it. Yeah. Just like all your relatives. Yeah. We all listen. Yeah. Yeah, they were so nice. Um, yeah, no, but it was a great wedding. Good wedding. Good wedding. Good wedding. You know, Solid. it's a good wedding when you like are sweaty and you're dancing a lot and you've only had three beers the whole night. So right. I felt really great. <laughs> Solid nine out of ten weddings. Yeah, I thought I had to go to work the next morning and I was just like, I'm fine. Yeah, I. That was great. It was like, yeah, perfect. I think I had, yeah, I think I had one glass of wine over the course of the evening, which is good. Is that I right? Yeah, which is good because I didn't eat very much. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was. I didn't eat any dessert, which made me sad, but. Um, I didn't either. And I didn't get any. I had like pastries to take home and I didn't get any of those either. Oh, I did get one of those. That was a good breakfast. Those were good. Thanks. Anyway, the point of this podcast is it's not a wedding podcast. That's the thing. Thank God for that. Thank Uh, God for that. (laughs) But this Um, is spooky week. It's our favorite time of the year. Yeah. Um, Well, now that it's November 1st, things are no longer scary. No, they're suddenly less scary, though there are still Halloween decorations up, which is great. And I do have leftover candy from all the children that somehow didn't see me on the porch with my candle and cat ears and a giant bowl of Reese's. They just passed by my house. Oh, no. Well, there's like that giant tree, and I think they just don't see. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I went in early and watched some more Sabrina, um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and which is actually what we're going to talk about. So. Yeah. It all worked out fine. Yeah, well, it's gothic horror week here on BoobTube. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think the first thing we were going to talk about is is indeed the, the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Um, Which I love the name. Love the name and had a great trailer. Yes. Had a really fabulous trailer. Don't think the show stands up to that trailer. I don't think so either. I wanted to like it so bad, but I just feel like it's... Yeah, I know. I was the writing's very... not that great. No, did you watch the show in the nineties, Melissa Joan Hart yes. show? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, was I not a young girl? Right. No, I loved the. And Melissa I also Joan read the comics. Like uh, I'd get them from the library, so I didn't read them. Oh all. wow! I didn't read them in any order, but I thought the the comics were great. Oh, you're legit. I did not. Ever I mean, do no, that. not like like I don't know. I I'm not. I was never. I would have never thought of myself as a comics person. Right. 
you know, like I didn't really read them, but like I remember seeing them at the library and like getting them because I liked teenage witches, right? So. Because you like the show, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, so there's a lot of, (laughs) I don't like, I think that all of this comes, I think that all the like basic tenets of the show come from the comic. Like there's like the same structure in that there's like the teenage, there's like the teenage witch and there's, she's got her two aunts and then there's, um, Salem the cat. Uh, Mm -hmm. and she's a, she's a half witch, half mortal. Um, and to be honest, I don't remember if any of that's from the comic books, is it? I think it is. I was looking. It must be. I feel like this is much more of a faithful rendering of the the series than the TGIF show was. Although all of that was in the TGIF show too. But like, yeah, all was of was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of oh, course. Okay. Well, especially Salem. Remember Salem, the snarky cat. Like, yeah. yeah, because I remember there's like an episode of like Boy Meets World or something where the the guy who plays the voice of Salem is like a truck driver. <laughs> and I remember being like, oh my god, that, that man, that like that, that large ginger man in Salem. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually remember thinking the show was pretty funny. I could be wrong, but like I thought it was funny at the time. Yeah. Um no, so all those tenants still here, and then this the kind of the central premise of the show is that Sabrina um is, you know, her uh her dark baptism uh, is upon us on her 16th birthday where she signs the the book of the dark lord and um becomes the, dead, the right? <laughs> it's like it's like it, they just like refer to it as the i think it's like the book of like satan oh, okay. or something i think i might just be thinking of the mummy with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> right you sign the book of the dead and you become a mummy this is that oh, is that's the, ancient egypt Whoops. okay that is the wrong mythology <laughs> Um, no, this is the book of the devil and, uh, you sign his book and you, you, you give your soul, um, and you know, all of your free will over to, to the devil. So that's like kind of a rough transition. Um, Sabrina's not really into it because she's like having fun in her mortal, you know, teenage life. She's um, got a boyfriend. She's got a boyfriend. Harvey Kinkle. Who I did not remember at all from the series, but apparently was also Really? You don't in, remember Harvey? I don't remember Harvey, and he was also in the series and the comic book, apparently. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember him at all. Oh my god, I bet if... Have you Googled him? Google no. him. Google him right now, you'll recognize him. He's kind of... So in the new series, The Chilling Adventures, so it's, it's so completely different, but like, she has two friends... Suze and Roz, Susie and Rosalind, and the show is making such a gallant effort to be woke. It's trying so hard to be, like, a feminist, progressive thing, you know? And I don't know if it's hitting all those marks. I appreciate that what they're trying to do, though. I like this idea that, like, they're they're taking a stand kind of, but I also kind of hate that Sabrina's this like blonde savior. Yeah, I um oh this You remember that dope looking dude. Yeah, I was gonna say this yeah, dopey this looking, looking guy. dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy with the hair. Okay. Um alright, yeah, that guy looks like a Harvey. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Um see that Actually, that element, now I'm only, I've only watched three episodes, um, but that element of it was kind of working for me in some cases and not working for me in others. I kind of If I dumbed myself down and was like a teenager, not to say teenagers are dumb, but if I just like took a less literary approach to it, it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's a show for teenagers. That's great. But I just didn't think it, like, worked all the time. Yeah, I mean, so it kind of goes for the feminist, like, empowerment, like, kind of, like, you know, uh, which, like, witchcraft is, like, a metaphor for feminism or something. Yeah, like, for, it's like, sort female of, knowledge and right. power. And it, and it yeah. kind of goes for that on two different fronts. It sort of goes for it on the, the witch front part of the show and then it also goes for it on the mortal high school part of the show in that um sabrina's you know good friend is kind of like 
Sort of. I mean, it seems like she identifies as a woman it, it, by the third episode. Anyway, it's not clear whether she like I identifies think as I gay. Think that they, but I think that they um, they intend her to be non-binary, and I believe that the actor I forget their name mm-hmm. is doesn't is non-binary. See, that's interesting because like I so then so then this this uh, this character is you know beaten up by uh, or is is harassed by a bunch of football players and you know they kind of decide to um form this club um that is like a women's empowerment club and actually so i was i was kind of um surprised actually that they wound up really framing it very specifically around women you know empower and Uh i was kind of like i right based on where it seemed like that plot line was going i kind of would have thought like maybe they would make that more of like a you know, sort of like a gender inclusive kind of club, but they wind up making it. I like the I like the acronym anyway. I forget what it stands for, but it winds up being an acronym for Wicca, <laughs> which yeah. is yeah. kind of funny. But it's like women. It like I don't know. It was something. It's not a good acronym except it's, for what it spells except out. for what it spells out. Yeah, but um, so it's kind of going for this you know feminist message on on these two fronts and i liked it with the witch parts because i kind of felt like it was like leaning into the like the craftness of it all um and yeah but the way like the punishment for so in the first episode she enlists enlists the weird sisters which who are these three orphans that go that's in the that's in the second episode yeah oh second episode Yeah. yeah so she enlists them to like help her punish these football players that had been picking on her friend Susie, um, calling her like a dyke and, you know, just harassing her, lifting up her shirt and stuff. Yeah. And so she enlists the weird sisters from the School of Dark Arts or whatever it's called, Academy or something, whatever. And they, um, Hogwarts, that's what it's called. And <laughs> yeah. they, mm-hmm. um, the punishment is like they take photos of these guys, like making out with each other. The guys think that they're making out with the witches. Which like, I didn't love is this kind of like, That was kind of shitty. Where it's yeah, kind of like, kind of like okay. weird homophobic. I mean, I get I mean, that the punishment is for specifically for these homophobic jocks. Yeah. But it was but, kind of like, it was less funny. It was less like enjoyable. Yeah, totally. I had the same reaction to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, then the, so they're called like the, the weird sisters, these uh, witches who you know, I don't totally understand why they just kind of keep, they just kind of keep appearing to Sabrina. They're like, so I had to look this up because it wasn't clear to me. They're like orphans that go to the, the, the school. The and you school. learn, you okay. learn more about them. Okay. So I'm, I'm at like episode seven. Okay. I was like, un- they just kind of keep appearing to Sabrina throughout the first few episodes and there's not a lot. I of- mean, and they're definitely modeled after like the three witches from um what is it king lear yeah no macbeth macbeth yeah 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 yeah. so then they kind of start to take things out of hand and sort of like threaten the the boys a lot more and anyway they have this um conversation afterwards after this whole thing the the boys wind up you know they wind up escaping but they the sisters had taken the whole freaking them out thing a bit further than sabrina had envisioned and then and then they they have this conversation about you know sabrina whether sabrina is supposed to go off to witch school you know hogwarts and um she doesn't really want to and she's talking to them and you know she's kind of talking about how she wants to both be both you know a mortal and a witch and kind of have both have her cake and eat it too and she's like you know i um you know i want the freedom of being a mortal but i want the power of being a witch um and yeah (laughs) i know right don't we all and uh so one of the sisters is like you know well satan's never gonna let you have that you know because like he's a man so he's not gonna like let you have freedom and power Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i thought that was kind of a good line um you know it's like he's the devil but like he's still a man and like like he's just this is they've been trying to the the a, a high priest of the dark lord comes to them and kind of tries to convince sabrina that it's like gonna be all super fun you know and and witchcraft and stuff to be a wit you know to to be a servant of of the devil but like she you know she rightly suspects that like "Mm, this sounds like not really that great um and so anyway i kind of liked it when they you know kind of leaned into that i liked the craft the craftness of that kind of like the capturing the rage of the like you know of the teenage girl and like you know using that metaphor but on the other hand the craft already did it and they did a lot better than this 
Yeah. So I think so I think something we should talk about before we move on is the casting. Yeah. Um, because to be honest, I I'm actually really surprised at myself that I am on episode seven, considering I don't think it's that great. Yeah, honestly, um, I'm and I'm not someone that always has to finish a show. Like yeah. I will drop shows. Yeah. Um, as we know. So but I'm I'm probably gonna finish it and I'm to be honest, I think it's because of the adult cast. Mm-hmm. Which as is as opposed to the people playing teenagers. Yeah. Um, they're great. They are so good. So like Richard Coyle from um who I know from coupling. Is he the uh is he the cousin? He's no, 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 no. He's the he's the high priest. Oh, he's uh, the high priest. Okay. Faustus Blackwood. Got it. Okay. Um, he's from, he's in Coupling, um, and then there's, of course, Miranda Otto plays, um, Aunt Zelda, and she's perfect. She's fabulous with her little cigarette holder. Oh, she's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Style icon. Yeah. Um, and then what's the name of the woman that plays Aunt Hilda? She's from the, the the British office. Yeah, she's from the British office. She's, like, the original, she, like, the original Pam or something. Um, I forget. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't remember her name. Blonde, uh, English. Lucy Davis. Lucy Davis. She's delightful. Yes. Yes. And then Michelle Gomez plays this, like, demon, head demon, who takes the body of this teacher, Miss Wardwell, and, um, she's... She's really wonderful. Doing the most. And yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. She's great. She's like way too much and it really works. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. And then, and then, you know, we get to. The teenagers. Yeah. Kiernan Shipka. So Kiernan Shipka, not a good actor. Yeah. I think it's possible that she's not a good actor. I, yeah, I, I feel ba- she's not a kid anymore, so we can say yeah, this, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, no, no. She's, she's like, I think a real adult. She's like 19 or 20. Yeah, I don't think she's that old. I don't think she's 20, but I think she's oh. like definitely 16, 17, somewhere in there. But here's the thing. I think that she is maybe not actually a great actor, and I do agree with that. I'm like not at all captivated, really. I mean, I think she has moments, but... Um, I also think it's possible that it's not a great role. Like, I think that's right. But I think my main issue with her is that she's not, she can convey emotions, right? She can, she can act angry and you believe that she's angry, but the whole time she's, her character is just to be an adult. Yeah. Her whole, like, that's her, and that she's always, she did that even as, like, Sally Draper, was just to be this precocious sort of, like... Yeah. No, she's very precocious. She doesn't actually, she's not playing a character. She's just, in her mind, being an actor is being a convincing grown-up. Yeah. It's, like, convincing people that you are confident and yeah. smart. Because she, she delivers these lines in the show that are just so out of character for a 16-year-old that's going through yeah, shit. Yeah, it's, it's all very flat, I think. Coming from her? Yeah, she'll just be like, Aunt Helda, I want you to leave me alone. And she's just like, no, you're, you don't sound like a teenager. You sound like a teenager pretending to be a grown-up, and that's not a if character. If you recall, um, I also didn't think she was that good on Feud. She was, like, briefly on Feud. She played uh, oh, Susan, yeah, Susan she wasn't. Sarandon's daughter. Um, and she was only in, like, maybe, I don't know, two episodes, but she, they had this whole thing where she, like, hates her mom and... Um, she was Betty, Betty Davis's daughter, daughter yeah. and she they like have this whole they kind of hate each other and same just get married when she's 16. right right and like same thing there was a lot of like yelling but like it just didn't I don't know it didn't really like, have anything behind it yeah I don't know I feel bad I mean she's like she's like captivating in a way but it's like not I don't think she can do a lead thing here. Like, I don't think she's... No, I mean, you're right. She doesn't have very good material writing-wise. They're, they're not... I do think they're... They but you give... know what? Neither do the adults, I, and they're convincing. I don't know. I think... See, I kind of disagree with that. I think the adults have a lot more meat, actually. Like, like the, you know, like the high... The sisters The sisters do. definitely do. The high yeah. priest does. Michelle Gomez. I mean, they're all doing a lot with, like, what they've, you know, I kind of think, I think especially the sisters. But, I mean, but she has material, like, she has a character arc yeah. that they're, they're writing for. It's just, the the actual lines for all the char- characters, adult and teenage, are not Yeah, that the good. writing's not great. I mean, Harvey's are probably yeah, the worst. Yeah, Harvey is super, cut that guy loose. What a also, we're just, like, not given, 
anything to work with with Harvey. Like, why does she like this guy so much? I know. It's kind of annoying that they started out immediately dating because you're kind of like, I'm going to assume that there was something that like brought you Exactly. We don't get like. I don't care. Like, I'm almost hoping you break up because that would be more interesting. Like, totally. Like, they're just like super in love from the beginning. And it's like, why are you so? I mean, he's a cutie, but like. I don't get it. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of disappointing. Can I just say one more thing? Um, one more thing. Yes, of course. <laughs> I think it's really funny. It doesn't really actually have anything to do with anything. But um, every year on Halloween, I pick a few of my favorite Halloween episodes of The Simpsons to watch. I mean, and... Um, Well, I love so many of them. But last night, I was watching um, the... I want to say it was the third season, so the second Treehouse of Horror installment. Um, and one of, you know, they're all Treehouse of Horror, like, you know, a couple of mini stories in one episode. And one of these stories in that episode is <laughs> Homer goes on trial with the devil uh, because, oh, because yeah. he, he sells his soul to the devil, Ned Flanders. For a donut, and then and then he finishes the donut, and Satan, you know, comes to collect on on Homer's soul, and Homer's like, "Wait a second. And so then Lisa's like, "Okay, wait, wait, before you take his soul, shouldn't we be able to like, you know, do we have like a right to a fair trial here to try and keep the soul?" And they're like, "All right, so they have like a jury of the damned, <laughs> which is like Richard Nixon and like the nineteen seventy six Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> and like and so wait, I was like watching that last night, and I love that episode. And then in the third episode, lo and behold, uh, Sabrina is like summoned to a like court of the damned. <laughs> Um, when, because she has like refused to, uh, like, you know, she's like not gonna, she doesn't want to sign, sign the book, um, of the beast and, uh, and, and like, they're like putting her on trial and there's like this trial kind of like with it. And I was like, oh my God, this is exactly like the Simpsons episode. And I just thought, Simpsons did yeah, it. I just thought it was really funny. I, one thing I hated writing wise for the court scenes where they, yeah. you got, well, you haven't gotten, there's, they like, they do, they go to trial at this one point and like they, the writing is so bad. They, they use all these like court terms and then they just put the negative in front of it. So they'll be like, disorder in the court, disorder in the court. I'm like, no, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. work because you're caught. Yeah. You're doing this because there's disorder and you want order. You can't just say disorder. Can you verify for the court then? Was Sabrina born of mortal woman? She was, Absolutely, yes. yes. Making her half witch, half mortal, and therefore only half subject to the laws of this court. This is absurd, your dishonor. No, sir, it is her right. I demand a jury of mortals and a change of venue. I reject the authority of this court over my client. Disorder in the court. Wait, at one point, I think they literally say which court is the opposite of regular court. <laughs> like, yeah, but then everything about it is the same. I'm like, this is such bad writing. Yeah, this because they're like, like, oh, you see, in which court it's guilty and proven until proven innocent is like also something that they literally say. As yeah, like, which is, which like makes more sense than I honestly, it was the disorder in the court that made me like throw up my hands. I was like, this makes no sense. You can't just say disorder. And then they said, there was another thing where they called like the, um, oh, they're like, your dishonor. And it's like, but then they're bowing to the dishonor, like the yeah. judge. I'm just like, that makes no sense. They definitely are like getting a lot of mileage on this show out of like, you know, people just being like, ah, you know, like praise Satan, you know, like, you know, like just the silly. Some of it works. Some of it, some doesn't. Of it just doesn't. Yeah. Not. They're just going for a lot there. Anyway, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's a show that we have been watching. <laughs> yeah, that is a show that exists. Um, other um, show that exists in Creepy Gothic Horror Week that we're going to talk about. Um, another Netflix. Netflix is just going all in on creepy Halloween because they and we are so because they glad. don't have Stranger Things this year. So they're like, we have to come up with numerous. Thank I God. know. like. Oh. Sarah, can you imagine if we had to talk about Stranger Again. Things? I'd be in such a bad I know. Mood. Not until this time next year, I guess. Um, 
So is the haunting of Hill House. Um, yeah. It was great. It was good. I think it was good. I personally didn't think it was great, but I thought it was very good. Like it gets like a solid B plus from me. B plus is a good. Yeah. I think that I I'm comfortable with yeah. that rating. I don't like there are parts of it where I'm like that could be scarier or this could be a little bit less drawn yeah. out or this could. Be, I mean, to me, um, it suffers again, like Sabrina, like dear God, also, we didn't even mention that Sabrina is like 10 hour long episodes. I'm like, this is not necessary. Yeah. Um, cool your jets. This this Netflix. I think uh, Haunting of Hill House is also 10 hour, sometimes slightly hour plus. Um, episodes, which I think we could have cut out a strong two episodes, but... I could see that, but I also want to say once again, this is going to be my thing that I always say on this podcast, is that sometimes it's things work better if you don't watch them all in one yeah. go. Yeah, and I didn't with this, If actually. you watch them the way TV... Yeah, actually, that's not true. Yeah, like yeah. five at once, but... Um, like, I only watched one a day for, like, a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. And it was way more enjoyable that way. It's much more meditative. You're wondering what's going to come next, but you're, like, going to let you sit with each episode yeah. for a while before you watch another one. And that's good. And I don't think... I think... I think we've been losing a lot of that with yeah. TV. Yeah. No, definitely. People have forgotten how to watch it. It's true. It. I think it's true. I mean, and I did watch... I watched a couple of these over a few days. I watched this whole thing while I was in Italy, um, which... Uh, Makes so, so, so much, much sense. sense. And actually, we watched... I was actually too scared to watch... Tom was watching it without me because I was literally too scared to watch a couple of episodes in a very creepy... Um, Man, like mansion that we stayed in and we were the only guests um i would have a hundred percent been and it was like storming myself. outside yeah that is no so it was perfect though. but i was like literally too scared to watch it so <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't blame you but also yeah no it's good but so i mean i thought that so i thought hunting of hill house i thought some clunky writing some clunky acting but overall um I thought the plot was good enough that it it really brings it all together. So what I liked about it, I agree. And what I liked about it was that it was less about like jump scares and trying to scare you and more about, I mean, so definitely a big theme about it was just familial trauma and Mm -hmm. um, grief and loss. Um, One of the, I think one of the, there were like two really standout episodes in my mind. One of them was, of course, the one about yeah, Nelly the bent, midway the bent through the lady. season. Yep. Yeah, and then the other one was the one where they it's the wake, mm-hmm. and it's one it's like a play. It's one long scene. There's um you know uncut and it's just them acting and you know one what's what's it called? It's a one when the camera yeah it's it's one cut. take um. One, it's actually yeah. a couple, and this one one's shot. a couple That's of different. It's a couple for. of different. It's a couple of different takes, but they edit it together in a way that makes it look like it's only maybe. Yeah, like but I'm two specifically. Yeah, not right, the whole right. episode. I'm there's like, one that, that twenty one minute. The yeah, there's like one twenty minute take, and it's yeah. perfect. Um, and so, like, that's what's so great about the show because, you know, everyone that, you know, I talk to about my love for ghost stories, like, I like scary things, but specifically ghost stories because they contain so much emotion. And that's what, that's what, you know, gothic horror is all about. It's like this, um, the pathos mm-hmm. of it all. Like, if there's so- a ghost haunting the place that speaks so much, there's so much history there. And, like, that's, and that's what this show was so good at, which just was peak ghost story yeah the parts Um, that were you know really when it wanted to be creepy it was very creepy um the parts that were treacly were very treacly i like the last episode yeah we can get to that we can get to that but like i i feel like um okay with just a couple of other notes that i wrote down while watching this one was um I'm physically attracted to every member of the family, including the dad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I also. Well, what's his face? Um, Michael. I don't know how to say his name. Well, Dutch. Michael Hughesman. Yes, Hughesman, who I thought, well, him and the guy who plays Luke, uh, not, I think, definitely the weak links with acting here. I was like, hmm. I don't know. I thought Luke did really well. I don't think Steve had as much. To Luke, work I'm with, like, is one of those but... where I'm like, growling is not acting. But <laughs> I'm like, 
I don't know. I thought you feel so bad for him. He's, I don't know. I disagree. He's good. But... I think his 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 whole ding, deal with the addiction I thought was good. But like uh, Steve really grated on me. Although I didn't really understand. I didn't. I don't think you're supposed to relate to him too much. Yeah, I only at the beginning. And yeah, the although I was also like, your writing is bad, and um, you are uh, uh, like I kind of didn't really understand why the whole family like. I feel like they, I feel like they hated him. Like they were really kind of hard on him. I think for this whole book deal thing, which I don't know. If I were him, I'd also write a book about it. Yeah. Well, he didn't. I mean, you find out he didn't win. I. Yeah. Okay. But, Fair enough. I think Shirley was the best character. I kind of hated Shirley. I gotta say. Yeah. I know. That's why she's the best <laughs> character. She's but perfect. I really. Okay. So we're gonna get into spoilers for the end here. Just like uh, spoiler. This is not a spoiler. This is not a safe place um, for those who have not seen the end. Um, but I felt like her, like oh, the whole thing with her cheating on her husband and being so, like, none of it was like connecting with me. None of that. Like I really liked Kid well, no. Shirley. I liked Kid. Well, what I loved about Shirley was that her character, so she she so much had to be the older sister for so long and be the responsible one and like take a stand on things. Cause Steve would just be kind of lazy about stuff. And it was this very, she took on this burden, she, but she also like felt like she had to, when she didn't really. And that's what like Theo gave her a hard time about. She's like, you didn't, you know, you don't have to be perfect. Why can't you just listen to me? You don't have to teach me something mm-hmm. right now. As an older sister, I kind of related to Shirley. Cause sometimes like as a kid, you your younger siblings get to like do all this you know kind of whatever they find their personalities other ways but you're busy you're you're spending so much of your time helping them yeah. through that yeah and that becomes a part of your identity yeah and especially for this family that has uh been through so much trauma um and you know all of them have basically like not dealt with it in in their different ways so i mean the kind of also like central deal here uh is that something happened on there you know they had moved into this haunted house under the guise of their parents flipping it and then selling it um and you know over the course of their really only like few weeks there their mother starts to kind of totally lose it winds up the last night they're there they are ushered out of the house by their dad. Um, it turns out their mom is dead and they never really like find out what happened that night. Um, and they all kind of, you know, their mom is dead. They become estranged from their father. Um, and, you know, he kind of basically doesn't deal with the death of his wife and like can't deal with his kids. So they all drift apart and they all have kind of like these various, um, you know, issues as adults. And it does this thing that's very popular with TV shows, especially Netflix series like this, where it shows you different pieces. And then in the end, they kind of, and it it plays with Mm -hmm. time. And so then in the end, you put all these things Mm -hmm. together and you see that what, you know, Steve saw that one time when they were running out of the house was what this woman, like what the mom was doing. And then what Shirley witnessed was because of this. And when she was in this room and it, it, which is a, thing that is very common now because it's a very satisfying way to watch TV. Yeah, the kind of playing with the linear uh Yeah, not, and just not having a linear the pieces show. go together. Yeah, and there Yeah, and seeing the things again. Right, right. And every episode is kind of some it they're all every episode um I think in the adult lives it is really centering around the same couple of days, really, like in the present present, but then they all kind of span yeah. both they they reflect on their individual experiences in the haunted house and the the weird shit that happened to them. And then also kind of how their um, relationships with their siblings have evolved kind of as adults. Um, And then it culminates in, in this, uh, in, in this uh, return to the house at the end. And, and I mean, I, there's a lot that I really liked actually about, about the end i mean i liked the idea that um you know we're trying to they're like you know i like they did they come to the conclusion that you know yes this house was haunted and like 
caused some weird shit to happen, but like we all have issues. They all have issues that, you know, they're, they all had issues that they couldn't really figure out after the house, you know, like the house is right. not actually to blame for, you know, Luke's drug addiction or, you know, right. The fact that like uh, Theo can't keep up a relationship with anyone or, you know, and so I really, I dug the fact that they kind of like really explored that. And when they all go back to the house, I think it's like really freaky and good. And they're like, trying to find out what happened that night but then in the last like 20 minutes it really just goes off the rails it was like it's just a little overwritten it's a little too i had a lot of questions i was just like so my biggest questions have to do with the death of actually not even the mom but the the little girl um who is the daughter of the caretakers yeah i'm like wait so the mom winds up basically murdering this child and no one seems to so basically the the father hides this fact from the kids which is itself crazy that they would have never found this out like they never well that's because the caretakers ask them to not say anything so that they could come back to the house to play with right the and then i'm just like but he could actually not tell his kids like this information i'm just like that is and like they never know i just think this and then the oh, the whole thing with the caretaker is just being like even the caretakers didn't really seem to care. i'm like their daughter is well they because they knew that the house made her do it they were sad i don't know i'm not oh, with you man. on this. i hated everything that, that had to do with this couple in the in the last episode well i yeah and i also think that annabeth Gish was profoundly miscast in that She role. was definitely miscast. I have a soft spot for Annabeth Gish um, from the X-Files. I mean, I don't dislike her, but the whole, every time she was in a scene, I was like, why are no. you here? What is, what are, is there a secret that I'm not getting? Yeah. Like, I can't understand you as like, a like, super Christian caretaker. Did I've never work. really gotten her as an actress, honestly. But, right, every time she was on screen, I was like, why is she from, like, 1885? And, like, everyone else. Yeah, but, but also not. She doesn't look like it. nothing about it. It was just like. It, it just did also not the work. husband is like um, many years older from her and the husband i'm just like wait and he's like uh, yeah everything he's about like many years older um, than her which i didn't get but i just think they didn't look like a couple like it was like they were never on screen together and yet they didn't have chemistry i know weird. they were no they were only yeah they were never on screen together either i just until the everything end everything about the end um really killed the whole the whole momentum of the show and then we get into this very like well the real you know the real monster was the you know friends we <laughs> know was the family we reconciled with along the way i i mean it just it's like i so so what something i read was that in the initial plan for the ending that was in the script was that yeah, right? Was too. that they were gonna leave it open to maybe everyone was still trapped in the house by you know in the last scene you sort of see the li- the light go on. But you know, is that really the worst? That would I think that would have been great. I think so. Yeah. I think so too. I think that I think this is an example of like the the show the creators getting too attached. To right, because the creator and not sticking. Yeah, to Yeah, he vision. said he woke up in the middle of the night and was like, "Wait, I can't do this to people. I can't." give them i have to give yeah. them a satisfying ending and i'm like no you don't I'm like that's not what this, this is, is about it's supposed to be like a horror show you don't like yeah it doesn't have to be yeah. a this is us ending like you know we're all like <laughs> this is us. we're all like crying together wait and then the old people make up on the dudleys when they like come back to like die in the house oh that was oh man. horrible i'm like <laughs> okay well and Annabeth beth gish is just wearing yeah. a wig so yeah cool. that was really bad um, I just, yeah, it, it. I think this is, it was fun. Like, I actually, I mean, it's, like, definitely universally derided by every critic who even, like, liked the show a lot. Like, everyone's just, like, and that ending. I mean, I'm, like, I hope you're proud of yourself, Mike Mike Flanagan, um, who... Uh... <laughs> Mike Flanagan. There is, okay, so before we move on, there is one scene I want to highlight. So, well, first I want to ask you what you thought was, like, the best moment of the show. Um... I thought two things come to mind, actually. One is the reveal that the bent neck lady is Nell. 100%. um, That scene was great. Uh, I still don't, like, totally understand every part of that, but I really loved 
I loved that. Mm-hmm. Other thing that really has just stuck in my mind is actually from the finale. Um, and it's when Steve's wife is telling him off. Um, and in his, they all have like a weird fucked up dream sequence. Oh, yeah, when the they're dream. stuck in yeah. the red room. And um, they all start to get, you know, in, at the end of every dream, the character kind of starts to get, like a character starts to get like eaten by the black mold that's in the house. And in the last scene, mm-hmm. it's his pregnant wife and the black mold sort of starts in her pregnant belly and, and expands outward and consumes yeah. her. And I was like, that is creepy. Um, and I, I like... That, that was has really that creepy. image. The way and like that actress, the way she was delivering the line, right? Especially because she had been given basically nothing else to do, and you're like, all right, yeah, she's and whatever. She's just sitting there, like talking with this fake. Especially because perfect. part of her line was like, "I was always just kind of this like side decoration in your life." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly yeah. what yeah, you were on the show." Yeah, and then and then yeah. she gets this really awesome bit to to cap off her. So that's the other image that has really stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would probably say, for me, it was the definitely the reveal that Nellie was the Bentnick yeah. lady because um, the beginning, specifically like the bookend of that episode. So the the beginning of the episode, you're witnessing Nellie as a little girl, and it's like the second time maybe she's seen the Bentnick mm-hmm. lady, and she's lying on the couch, and um, she looks up, and the Bentnick lady is hovering over her and it's kind of silhouetted it's super mm-hmm. creepy and then the bent neck lady just goes no no yeah no no no, no, no. and it is so singularly terrifying yeah. like i remember just like actually that was so scary and then um at the end of the episode when um the house kills her pushes her and she is hanging um and she just goes and it's like a flashback of all the times that she saw the bent neck lady in her life, but this time from the perspective of the bent neck lady. And she puts it together and the very last scene is of her hovering over herself as a young girl. And that's and she realizes, oh, this is the end. This is the last scene. This is what this was. And she just says, no, 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 no. And this heartbreaking voice. And it is so sad and just amazing that like you see, you're witnessing the same yeah. thing. Yeah. But one time it's utterly terrifying and the next time it's completely devastating. And I thought that was just like so perfectly. Yeah, I thought that was great. And actually, I think the whole scene um, when when uh, Nellie gets back to the house and the like evil ghosts are like, you know, making her see her dead her like at the end of yeah titanic. like her dead husband and uh, it is like it is like the end of titanic oh, I, but i was like oh man this gosh. got me that was rough that that whole episode yeah that was that hard. Whole episode um, was extremely good um can we also just talk about how weird just briefly the mom um olivia her wardrobe, her wardrobe was wild she, like a million different like, fancy dressing robes. <laughs> Wait, and then she would walk her house shoes. Did you notice her house platforms. shoes were like three inch wedges? Yes, I did. Also, I was like, I actually the whole time I was thinking everyone in this family really like dresses for bed. Like <laughs> they like like she she comes down to comfort Nellie and she's like in her like pajamas, but she's wearing she's wearing heels. literal. I'm like, I know she's wearing literal heck? heels. I want all of her velvet robes. They're amazing. They're they're yeah. great robes, yeah. I but, I also wanted to see. Do you do you think that I really I gotta say the other just like aspect of of the kind of like you know again house as a metaphor for the really worked for me was you know I I really liked as much as Steve kind of graded on me I really liked the idea that you know all of them are kind of like forever unsure especially the older ones who didn't have as much like Steve and, and Shirley, right. Like didn't have that much like paranormal experience in the house. And like, they're kind of convinced that their mom actually was just like schizophrenic or something like, which she like may have been, you know, or, or something, you know, she's like talking about how she was like psychic and I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. Um, and, and, you know, like she, she may have suffered from mental illness, but you know, like Steve's like not wanting to have kids because he doesn't want to like pass this on. He's like that convinced that, you know, that was the real problem with the house. And I don't know. I just really liked that. I also thought the kid actors were great. The kids were so yeah, good. all of the kids, even the like really little ones. Want to do it? I know them. they were all just like excellent. I mean, we didn't see that much of like young Steve, and like that kid was fine. But the kids who played young Nelly and Luke, 
Oh my god. That kid looks like that kid was like something out of like a fucking Steven Spielberg movie. Like which also makes sense because the guy who like they're like do you think they told him they're like talk slower (laughs) and like more adorable. Wait, but then he's like oh You know the guy who played the dad, the younger No no the younger dad the the younger dad. Yeah, what's his name? Well he was Elliot in E. T. Oh, get yeah, out so of I here. was almost like, I wonder if he like, you know, did some like acting coaching or something with the kid. That is so you know? funny. He's el- oh my yeah, god. Yeah. So it's kind of like wow. I was like, oh my god. It's like kind of like that sort of. I mean, he's younger, obviously, than than Elliot was in in ET. But um, you know, it was just like that kid was too much. And he, but it wasn't. He was like adorable, but it actually wasn't too much. It wasn't like. No, it didn't. No, it wasn't me. annoying. He wasn't like too precocious or anything. He was. It was just right. really and and then even the girls too. The um, girls who played Shirley and and Theo were also yeah, they really were great. Good. Um, so anyway, that was that was good. Again, I um, hope that we are not talking about Haunting of Hill House season two this time next year. But um, if they do, they're changing the um, Flanagan's like. It's not going to be about yeah, the brains. Yeah, it would be like a different kind of ghost story. Which is fine yeah, with me. Yeah, I would take it. I actually watched, well, we watched part of, that guy has done a lot of horror movies and he did another one with Netflix recently that Tom watched and I was too scared to watch most of called Gerald's Game, uh, which is based on a Stephen King novel. Um, and it was extremely hmm. gory and and but also had, a. I watched the end and it also had like a weird treacly ending like to a horror movie so maybe that's just yeah well he's yeah, got away thing um okay so for we the should future, we should move yeah, on for, to what we're gonna watch this week yes i um, did watch a lot now that i a bunch of things were on very much while i was <laughs> away for several weeks um yeah i'm caught up on the good place it's pretty good though i'm not enjoying this season as much as the last yeah. two hmm have you started yeah. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? No, I forgot yeah, about Crazy it. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Well, it's been like, honestly, I'm like a little irritated that it hasn't been. Uh, I don't feel like it's been all that well promoted other than on um, Rachel Bloom's uh, Instagram. <laughs> it's like where I've been seeing the most promotion for season five of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So I'm excited to catch up. I think there's been probably two or three episodes um so i'm definitely going to be watching that and hopefully we can we can uh discuss um i'm also kind of interested in julia roberts's new show which is called homecoming yeah i saw something it's about supposed that. to be very good and it's by the guy who did who did mr robot um which i never mm-hmm. watched but everyone said was good <laughs> um that reminds me of there's a rec- there's a Bob's Burgers episode where they're all watching it and um, Linda, the mom, they're like sitting and watching TV and she's like, so why is he called Mr. Robot? He's not a robot. <laughs> That's perfect. an extremely Linda line. It's so good. I have also never found out. I don't get it. I also don't know why it's called Mr. Robot. <laughs> she's just like sitting there drinking her. Oh, God, I love Linda. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, it's good. Okay, so I'm kind of interested in all of that. Um, anything else you're interested in watching or this pretty much this sums it up yeah that's kind of where we gotta we gotta we gotta discuss crazy ex-girlfriend yeah i think crazy ex-girlfriend i'll have to catch up on that i kind of forgot about it so last Um, last season yeah Yeah. um but as far as things i'm not watching i can tell you what i'm not watching um i'm not watching the alec baldwin show (laughs) Alec Baldwin apparently has a new talk show. And, like, here's the thing. I don't even hate Alec Baldwin the way other people do. Like, I don't I don't have, actually, a very strong opinion of him. I think I mostly just get annoyed by him because of his gender. Yeah. Like, he's got this talk show, and I'm just like, of, cor- of course you do. And, like, your Trump impression is decent, but you're not bringing anything new to it. There's no good commentary with it. It's just kind of like, oh, dude, settle no, down. No, and he's like... You were great in 30 Rock, but calm. Well, and, calm and in BoJack parlance, he's an actor who's like won a sari at the saris. Um, you know, like he's like a yeah. kind of classic, like... 
You mean a forgivey. Forgivey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A forgivey. He's one of forgivey. Um, you know, like, he, he's fucked up a few different times, and we're just, like, letting him keep failing upward. Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't, but I don't even hate him. It's I just don't hate that, him like, either, but it's, it's like, just, right, is this the, this is a voice we need to put out there? Like... It's just like, can we, like, we don't need you, but I, it's annoying that you think right. we do. Was anyone asking for this? I don't know. I mean. I mean, presumably, I guess so. Like, I, you know, it's almost like you can't even blame him if someone's going to offer him money to just sit and talk to Robert De Niro for 40 right. minutes. Then, like, <laughs> and all the power to you. Yeah, I would take that money too. But like. Yeah, ugh. I no, totally. Yeah. I'm just like, if you, I, a show called the Alec Baldwin show, which is literally what it's called. The fact that it's called yeah. that is really I'm irritating. just like, nope absolutely nothing about that that makes me like literally no one you could put on that show you could and, and i'm not no no and it's just gonna be like him interviewing his like friends and they're just gonna be like well i read a review that his conversation with robert de niro it's like mostly him oh yeah talking. i'm sure that's every episode also it has a zero percent fresh on rotten tomatoes which Ugh, which that's i think so is funny, funny. I love a good bad review. Did you read the review of Post Malone oh, no. in the Washington no. Post? Oh, uh, dear listeners, do yourself a favor. It's a really great bad okay. review. Um, I love a bad review. Yeah. Oh, this is great. It, he goes to the Posty Festival in like Dallas. <laughs> that, um, that's a thing. It just tears Post Malone apart. Apparently. <laughs> oh God, it sounds like hell on earth. But yeah. Oh man. All right. So we are. Definitely passing on Alec Baldwin's show. I'm also passing on Billy, Busy Phillips's show because I feel like she's also just become a little too much for me. Oh, but she's yeah. a new show on E. At least she's a lady, though, with a show. So that's... Okay, so that's it for us this week. Um, stay spooky, everyone. <laughs> stay spooky. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, Bye! bye.